Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Amanda and Ellen, co-owners of your local independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay, we're ready. And yeah. books are sexy. Can I pour you? Sure. All right, now I'll pop. We have a party today. We have to have multiple bottles. Beautiful. <laughs> We're all dosed with our appropriate morning drinks. <laughs> I am Googling the sweatshirt that Mariah has. I on. am sending you the link right now. It says, sorry for having great tits and correct opinions. <laughs> and I need it. <laughs> It's really good. Thank you. I'll get a different color, though, Mariah, so I'm not totally copying you. I don't care if you have the same color. She looks really good in blue. Mm-hmm. What's your color? I don't know. I don't know if that I have a color. I'll buy orange every time. Mariah likes to bring um, her Casey's orange juice to make a mimosa. Um, so she's drinking mimosa today because she is fancy and it is fresh. And I smelled it. Friday. It's Friday. And it's a alliteration. <laughs> Gotta get down on Friday. Friday. Hey, that's Rachel's lookalike. That's her doppelganger. Mm. Who? Black. That song. Friday. Rebecca Black. I don't know anything. Oh, my God. She's actually, not that she wasn't cool when she was a younger person, but Rebecca Black has a really fun TikTok. Like, she seems to have matured into a really cool I believe it, person. but that song is classic. Okay, I'll Google her later. So the reason why we've invited Mariah, besides the fact that she has great tits and <laughs> correct <laughs> opinions. Thank God we don't have HR. Yeah. <laughs> I'm HR. <laughs> is that um, we are launching a blog. Yay! Yay! <laughs> And it's called Off the Leash. With dog-eared books. (laughs) With dog-eared books. Because we are wild when we're off the leash. (laughs) Wild and crazy. Staying up past our bedtime reading hardcovers. (laughs) What? (laughs) Dog-earing our pages. Shit. (laughs) Drinking champagne on Friday morning. We live on the edge. It's the club. (laughs) 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 Okay. So let's talk about why we decided a blog was a good idea besides the fact that we have many talented people with many talented, correct opinions um, that could contribute to it. Ellen and I thought it was a great idea when you pitched it to us mm-hmm. because we're like, we do this podcast, right? And we like to talk about our bookish things and play our bookish games, but like we're doing the bookish conversations all day, every day. And we're always talking about what author has a new book coming out or have you read this book or have you seen this cover or did you hear that ridiculous title? Um, And so it was one more avenue for us to welcome our customers and our community into those conversations with us. But Mariah, tell me about you and Sarah, bookseller Sarah. What do we call her? The authority. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, or the sheriff. The sheriff. She goes by both. Um, but you and Mariah, or you and Sarah, Mariah and Sarah, um, have spearheaded this for us. The concept, the ideas, the design. You guys have been, like, hard at work for months. Um, and also hounding us for material. <laughs> everyone's going to contribute. Tell us about 
why you wanted to do the blog and what you hope to accomplish with it. So I wanted to do the, the blog for a variety of reasons. Um, and I think the nugget that would become the seed that would grow into the fruitful tree. Yes. That is our blog. That will be squeezed into mimosas. Yes. That will, well, into orange juice first. Yeah. <laughs> and then mimosas. The great mimosa tree. <laughs> um, was, I think, like, maybe when I had been working here for a month and I was holding a mystery novel and I don't remember which one it was. And for this point, it doesn't matter because I'm like, oh, look, another mystery book with a vaguely threatening nature scene on the cover. Yes. <laughs> and Amanda's like, Mariah, you are so funny, which is true. It is. <laughs> um, we should make this like a blog where you, like, comment on different covers and cover trends and that sort of thing. Because as booksellers know, and I'm sure as customers have also noticed and other readers, a lot of books, um, excuse me, a lot of genres have very similar um, cover styles. And you can tell looking at a book, oh, is this a YA novel? Is this a historical fiction? Right. Obviously, historical fiction has the three rules to be a historical fiction Yes, tell novel. us what they are. Um, it has to have at least one of these three things on the cover on the cover a bomber that's how amanda planes in the sky yeah um in the background is one a european landmark mm -hmm. and almost always people specifically women facing away from the camera yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if you see um one of those things it is a historical fiction novel right and all these kinds of thoughts come up all the time where we're talking as booksellers and as friends. Um, and I wanted a place that our customers and our community could engage in these conversations with us too. Um, I forgot what the other half of the question was. Um, well, also <laughs> you have a background that is very literature oriented. Yes. And um, many I wouldn't say necessarily everyone on staff wants to write a novel, but many of us have backgrounds mm. in writing um, and literature. And so it's a way to utilize one more of our amazing team's talents yeah. um, and give it a place to live. So tell us about some of the things we're going to get started with as this blog um, appears in the world. It's going to have a soft launch. Yes. We're talking about it now, so you'll be able to go find it on our website. We'll link it on our main page. But tell us tell us what we're getting started with. So you can find it at dogeareredbooksames.blog. Um, and what you'll find as we start, um, since it is October now, uh, as of you listening to this, uh, we're starting with um, a list of horror novels that Sarah is working on. Sarah and I both read horror, uh, but she is like, this is me. This is on me. Um, so she's writing that up. I just finished a list of um, dark academia books for Ooh. fall. I think there is nothing more autumnal than reading about like murder and mayhem going on in a storied campus with beautiful marble colonnades. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> sinister people doing horrible things. Perfect. Um, and then we also did a roundup of um, our staff's best books of the year so far. Um, some of these might be the best books we read all year. We'll do another post about that come January. 
Um, it's kind of like the booker long list. It's right. It's the dog-eared books long list. Right, exactly. <laughs> you guys, authors, publishers, you got three months left. Yes. To compete. Um, of course, we also have an amazing interview um, that <laughs> Amanda apparently doesn't think is that amazing because you just left. Um, but we have an interview with Ellen and Amanda to talk about different oh, yeah. book opinions, book memories, mm -hmm. um, all sorts of bookish things. And this will become... I actually had fun doing it. Thank you. It was really fun to read. I think um, our community will have a lot of fun reading she it, too. She was giggling when she was putting it together yesterday. Oh, yeah. it's so funny. You can tell without even reading who said what, who said what, because <laughs> Amanda and Ellen are so quintessentially themselves in their answers. Thank you. Um, and this will be a regular segment because... Um, a thing that comes up again and again amongst us is that one reason we truly love dog-eared books is the people who work here and the We're community the... we have. So it's a segment called Interview with a Bookseller. Yes. And so we're, it's starting with us, but you're, the goal is to interview everybody on staff. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which I think will be cool, and it's a good way to showcase the wide range of reading tastes and mm -hmm. styles and personalities that come through at the store. Yeah. 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 Um, so we are starting with our owners and then we'll branch out from there. Um, What's cool is you have like a list of about 200 yeah. <laughs> uh, different like post ideas. Oh, we're so excited. I told Ellen yesterday about um, later on this year, we're going to do a pairing of audiobooks and puzzles. Ooh. So if you're doing this puddle, puzzle, listen to this audiobook. Ooh, I like this it's so much. Sarah has uh is at war with our puzzle collection yes. and she wants to get rid of it oh yeah because she has to move it a yeah. Lot. yeah yeah moving the puzzles for events is um you know our our sisyphusian task i try that we to must always push the boulder up the hill <laughs> i try and never move them for my event the other night i left them i you just reverse i know you just have to reverse <laughs> the layout and i mean i encourage i empower you to do the same thing you don't need to move it Thank but you. i guess if it's trivia night there's not anything you can really yeah. do about that yeah um another regular segment that we will be debuting uh on our launch is called convos behind the counter and this is a result of when I didn't work here, which, you know, perish the thought. I know. Um, I would always come in because I worked down the street. We'd be like, Mariah, <laughs> McGuire, like Lizzie. Yes, exactly. And Carrie. Um, uh, and I would come in and our, the booksellers would always be talking about something so interesting or talking oh. about a book that I hadn't heard about or we're all watching a show mm -hmm. that they made sound so interesting. And I know that this is probably a common experience mm -hmm. among um, our community. Mm -hmm. And so Conversations Behind the Counter will be a segment where we talk about, oh, what are the books that like a ton of us staff have read mm -hmm. or are reading? Mm -hmm. What are the TV shows that we're talking about and texting each other when we go home at night? <laughs> um, you know, what other things are we talking about? So for example, um, a bunch of the staff bought this uh, cult book club t-shirt. Yeah. And it is so delightful and so fun. And so um, we will be regularly posting uh, what we're reading, listening, thinking about uh, behind the counter here at Dog Eared Books. So you can be cool like us. Yes. And I think that... <laughs> it's not all highbrow, people. Yeah. We talk about Certainly Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I have a lot of opinions about that show after one Same. episode. Same. 
Um, but this post specifically goes along with the main point of why we wanted to do the blog. Mm-hmm. Beyond just commenting on silly cover conventions, we wanted to, as I say, expand the dog-eared books um, extended universe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Marvel. Um, wow. Yeah. Can we do a comic book? <laughs> <laughs> Again, expanding the dog-eared books. Um, and I think the store is so cool and does so much and is such a boon for our community. Um, and having this blog is a way for us to continue conversations and start conversations yep. in different ways. So engage with us. Yes. And if you um, have questions after reading one of our posts, hit us up in the comments. Mm-hmm. And um, we want to we wanna hear your thoughts. And if you want us um, to explore a particular conversation, um, hit us up. We'll get talking. And I know, Mariah, that you are a consumer of blogs. Yeah. Yes. Do you have some favorite bookish blogs that you love yeah. that you're kind of like riffing off of a little bit um, with this blog? Yeah. So the one that I engage with the most is uh, called bookriot.com. Book Riot is a brand. Yeah. And I consume a lot of their media. Um, and something I love about Book Riot is like us, they are very focused on diverse reading mm-hmm. and enriching your reading life through diversity because diversity is our greatest strength. Um, and also they just read really good books. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Book Riot has this whole host of podcasts and different people on staff who are experts in different genres. And so I know that when I'm thinking, ooh, what cool sci-fi book is coming out later this year, Book Riot will have a post about that. Right. If I'm wondering, oh, like what is going on in the world of book bans? They have a regular article that comes out that talks about book banning attempts across the country. Um, I listen to their podcast religiously every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of place is what I want Off the Leash to become. is a place where our readers can kind of zoom in on what our community is reading in a larger context. Okay. Um, and what our community cares about in the world of books and reading. So, so I follow the modern Mrs. Darcy. I was turned on to it by one of my um, best friends from college, Sarah. Sarah Bowl, you can follow her, Sarah S. Bowl at <laughs> something. Reverse it. No, <laughs> at Sarah S. Bowl on Instagram. Um, she turned me on to quite a few book influencers over the years. And the modern Mrs. Darcy works really hard on doing reading roundups, um, summer reading guides. She has some really cool book journals that we carry in the store. We you do. And I, we love them. We do. And I really love them. Like, I would, I would have it. The only way to improve on it would be to customize it exactly to me, but then it might not suit another reader. And Except so, for my opinions are the correct opinions. Yes. As my sweatshirt says. <laughs> yes. And so um, we have a version of her reading journal for kids and one for adults, mm-hmm. which I think is really great. Um, and then uh, I follow occasionally um, Read Brightly. For kids, they do some good listicles, um, readbrightly.com. And then um, 
oh, one of my favorite blogs of all time. She was like the powerhouse of the children's book world was Seven Impossible Things Before Breakfast. And she based this, do you know this woman? I don't, but that sounds okay. so cute. Yeah, so she based it on a line from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Oh, she got everyone. She would get all the advanced cover art. Um, she had these wonderful um, interviews with authors and illustrators. She's been working, I don't know how many years, over a decade. And she's taking a step away from her blog to do other things um but seven impossible things before breakfast will still live on um and then there's also the hornbook magazine does some great uh work online um i read them religiously they're reviewing books that come out um each month they're published six times a year and um they have featured um you know highlighted books that they're excited about and so i use them kind of like a as a guide for what um, they have reviewed and think is really great. Um, and they're involved in the Boston Globe Awards for children's yeah. books each year. So those are some of my influencers. Ellen, do you have any literary influences? Mm, you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I don't, there's not like any one or anything I follow in particular mm-hmm. online. I um, subscribe to the New online New York Times. Yeah. Um, not mainly for the crossword puzzle, to yeah. be honest. But I do read their book reviews. Yeah. Um, so I get a lot of book ideas that way. I find their reviews to be very, like, thoughtful. And a lot of times they're drawing attention to books that I'm not even aware of as a bookseller. Yeah. And so um, I would say probably the one I most regularly consume would be the New York Times. I like NPRs. Yes, they yes. do a great job. Yeah, NPRs book concierge yep. is great. Yep. And I would say those two are probably the best. But I will often like Google like best new books this month. Then I start pulling up reviews and like I'll go down this rabbit hole on books, but I don't necessarily go to one particular place. So we would love to hear from you guys who are your book influencers, whether they're TikTokers, blogs, um, podcasts. I don't know. What else is there? Bookstagram. Rachel wants you to follow her. So I, what I um, find about myself, and maybe this is, sounds like it's true for you, uh, you two as well, is that like, I love book talk. I would be lying if I said I didn't go on TikTok every day. Um, (laughs) But book blogs seem like so nostalgic for me, you know, being a young person getting on the internet, playing Neopets and then checking out, you know, the books on a blog. And I feel like a lot of um, like book talk has kind of subsumed a lot of the online conversation, Mm -hmm. which is fine. And I think book talk is doing some cool and interesting things. Right. Um, But like settling down and watching my favorite booktubers. So like um, Paperback Dreams is one of my favorite. Noelle Gallagher, Chandler Ainsley for Romance. Um, these places that are still doing really cool, interesting things in the it's world It's a little bit deeper. It's yeah. deeper. Um, t- book talk can be uh, very performative. Mm. Um, and you can go deeper and have deeper conversations yeah. in a... I think it's it's just another way to reach people, right? Yeah. Like we all have different preferences right. of how we consume right. our our bookish, you know, yeah, obsessions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and for some people, the young folks like Rachel but <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> There's TikTok, a lo- Instagram, social yeah. media. She's the Instagram. She's not 
she she participates in book talk for us. I know, I but know. she she's um, a bookstagrammer. I know she's a bookstagrammer. She's a bookstagrammer from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I know she's old. School. That's why we um, hired her because when I looked at her Instagram, I was like, holy crap! She's been doing bookstagram before bookstagram was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like in college with her sister, she started. Books around. She's been. A, she's an influencer. I was like, she probably gets more <laughs> free books than we do. Yeah, but I mean, people. You know, I think just like we, you know, we have a website. We have our social mm-hmm. media. We mm-hmm. have some people like know, a newsletter. Mm-hmm. Store. Mm-hmm. There's there's different ways that people like to get their information, and mm-hmm. so I think this is just another avenue mm-hmm. to to do that. So yeah. we're excited. Yeah. So welcome, and you know, we were gonna do it. Whether people want to come read off it or the not. leash with us. Yeah, come off the leash. <laughs> Going wild and crazy. Yeah. Like Lovey does sometimes. She made a loop around the neighborhood the other day. I was on the front porch taking my reading on my front porch picture. It's beautiful. Thanks. And I had all the dogs with me and they were behind a gate. And then one of my daughters was getting picked up and I was like, oh, okay, I'll open the gate. And then three dogs went in three different directions. And Lovey is... A field bred golden. She has a nose. She wants the animals. So she did a little loop around her house. And then she did, did come back. She's a good girl. But yeah, she was off leash. <laughs> off the leash. Crazy girl. She's so aware of our brand image. I know. <laughs> She's working hard for us every day. What a queen. I what know. a queen. We love you. All right. Well, join us at Off the Leash Dog Eared Books aims dot blog or find us on our homepage and we'll link up there and see what you think so thanks Mariah. cheers yeah now drink your mimosa while we talk about what's popping at the store okay let's see we want to talk about what we're currently reading Ooh, ooh, yeah we have time (laughs) we have time okay what are we reading oh okay we're reading the same thing we're buddy reading Okay, I'm going to see how far I am. Do you know how far you are? I'm around page 150. Okay, I'll see how far I am. 144. What? What? Perfect buddy reading. Okay, we are reading The Enigma of Room 622. Yeah, and it's by um, Joel. I'm going to call him Joel Dicker. Um, He wrote The Truth About the Harry Quibert Affair. Which we read for book club years ago. I feel like I... um, skip that one i think it was your pick what i swear to god i don't think so um anyway he's from geneva and this is from um this is a imported book yeah so it's set in geneva yeah and it's uh it's a bit of a locked room mystery but it's it's kind of hilarious it's so hilarious because the characters are ridiculous yeah, and and so it's kind of a I call him a meta mystery. Right. So he's doing something in this book that Anthony Horowitz does in his mysteries, um, which is that Anthony Horowitz himself is a character in right. the story, and so Joel Dicker is a protagonist in this story. Right. He's had a breakup. It's a fictional story. He's had a breakup, and he and he's uh, needs to go on vacation to just get away from his life. And he's been working on a novel about his pubs recently died, um, or his editor. One of the two. Yeah. And um, he goes to this fancy hotel in Geneva. And um, he notices that the hotel room next to his 
is he's in I think he's in 623. Yeah, and then there's 621, 621A, and yeah. 623. Yeah. And he meets a beautiful sort of enigmatic woman who's staying in 621A. But yeah. why do they call it they call it 621BIS? This must be like a European thing. BIS. Okay, in my book it's just at 621A. Yeah, that's the first reference to yeah. it, but then the second like the Anyway, we'll look this up. And so, so, so they are like, well, everyone knows he's a writer. They kind of strike up this flirtation and they decide that together they're going to try to figure out like what, what's what happened ha- what's here? Happening here. There's something happened. And so they ask like the concierge. Uh, yes. And he's like, oh, it's just something that like hotels do. It's yeah. Like just the thing. Um, and, yeah, they're avoiding it. But then they go and look up, like, news media, and they realize that there was murder at this hotel. Mm-hmm. So we that's one thread of the story. Mm-hmm. So you've got the writer and this, like, love interest trying to figure out what happened in room 622. Correct. The other thread is the lead-up to what happened in room 622. And it involves these players, and they're all uh, connected to, like, the largest privately owned Swiss bank. Yeah. And... They're a bunch of, like, rich white dudes who don't know what the fuck is happening. And one of them is, so it's been passed down through this family. From the 1700s. the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, the the presumed heir. Mm -hmm. But when his father dies, he decides that his son isn't automatically going to assume the presidency of the Because he made a mistake 15 years ago by giving his shares to some rando dude that is now part of the bank and nobody knows why he gave his shares to this yes. guy. And he will not, ne- he never revealed it. Even on his father's deathbed, he wouldn't say why he gave away his shares. He insists he did not tell them. And so his yes. dad says, the bank is no longer yours. You made this horrible mistake and well, betrayed so me and embarrassed me. In the will, the dad says the board of the bank over the course of a year and a year later will decide who will assume the presidency. So the son is still in the running and he's been under the impression that he will become the president. And this is just going to lend some, you know, credibility. It's, it's not just this nepotism thing. Um, and it's the week before the gala at this hotel where presumably the murder happens. And where the bank the, has a gala. Yeah, They're going to announce who's the next president. Yes. And he assumes it's going to be him. And then he's told that maybe it's not him. And, and he starts scheming ridiculous schemes for how he's going to retain his presidency. Yeah. So we don't know who was murdered in room 622, but we've got this whole cast of characters, including his wife, sort of his rival for the bank presidency. It kind of has a Wes Anderson air, like not quite so ridiculous, but the characters are slightly ridiculous. Yes. Intentionally so. Yes. It's, so, it's, a fu- it's a fun read. It is. It's fun. I'm having a lot of fun. So it looks pretty fat. Our advanced reader copies are like 574 it's pages. It's a large book, but it, it moves quick. It moves really it quick. It feel like it's... This is going to be a really fun mystery. Like yes. it could be one of your... We talked about one of your future book club picks. Yes. Mariah, what are you reading? Right now I am reading The Golden Enclaves by okay. Naomi Novik. <laughs> okay, so there was some conversation in the bookseller group about whether there were misprints. Did yours start with chapter one? Apparently there is a batch out in the world that started with chapter four. 
shit. So we need to check our copies. Yeah, but... mine is normal, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, it, oh. <laughs> it picked up right where the last one left okay, off. Okay, perfect. Uh, but Naomi Novik is an insta-buy author for me. I love her so much. Um, and this series specifically um, is featured in the Dark Academia list I wrote. Uh, but this is the final book in a trilogy. Every book has ended in this enormous cliffhanger. And I have, I think, like 50 pages left. Ooh. So as soon as I leave here, I will be going and finishing And then you're going to take a nap. Uh, no, then I'll probably work on the blogs. <laughs> um, and then I am also buddy reading House of Leaves um, with Jess, one of our other booksellers. And um, House of Leaves is famous for being... TikTok dropped. Oh, did Ooh. it? <laughs> we made a TikTok about it because House of Leaves is famously complex. Um, I wanted to read it because I've heard it's genuinely scary. And as we move, you know, into October, I wanted to be genuinely frightened uh, because I've read some other horror novels of late that didn't scare me. Yeah. I want that. And I am uh, 40 pages into House of Leaves and it has already like frightened me twice. So I find this hilarious that people want to be frightened by books. I read one that's coming out in December and it has a lot to do with like the future of climate change. That's terrifying to me. Yes. That I'm thinking about every single day. Like, have I had my, I have had my blinders on. We all have our blinders on. And it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What is the world going to look like? (laughs) In 20 years. Right. Like, that is terrifying. That's terrifying I don't to want me. that to I, I take up my brain space. I don't care. You want fake scary? Frightened. Yeah. You know, I live next to the haunted forest. Like, the, you know. Yeah. It's like a haunted house, but it's in a forest. Yeah. Wow. And you can hear, like, screaming from our, if you're outside. But, like, I have never been to the haunted, haunted forest. I will never fucking go to the haunted forest. It's not no, scary. You know, my kids want to go, my older two. And I'm like, ask your dad or walk down there together. But I am not taking you. And because, okay, for two reasons. One, I'm not going to pay good money so someone can make me shit my pants. <laughs> they okay. won't. Why, why would I do that? Here is some money. Make me feel like crap. Okay? <laughs> and then, two, if I were a serial killer, guess where I'd be murdering people? But there's so many In a witnesses. haunted house! That would be a te- so when I was a pizza delivery driver, I was always scared that, like, someone would murder me. And I'm like, but here's the thing. That would be the worst time to murder someone because... I have a list of where I am going to be and when approximately I should be there. Yeah. So if I get murdered somewhere <laughs> along that line, it's going to look real sus. <laughs> yeah. And they would immediately know <laughs> where to stop. Yeah. Well, I didn't get my pizza, but he did. So <laughs> but, it was in the one in between. So the haunted forest in Ames is not particularly scary. And speak for yourself. Maybe Maya. it's because a lot of the people I went to high school with uh, are some of the actors in it. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, hey, Hey, what's up? How'd you do in the English test? <laughs> Fifth period. Um, but I, the last time I went, because I was a cool, disaffected freshman at Iowa State, there's a guy that chases you with a fake chainsaw at the very end. And, like, it was muddy. I wasn't going to run. And so I got out. And, like, he ru- runs out, like, revving the chainsaw. And I don't run. And he, like, looks at me and he's like, 
with his chainsaw. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. <laughs> Let's so stop pretending. He walks behind me the whole way back to the entrance. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm not going to get mud all over myself for you. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, a muddy area. So my husband's birthday, as everyone here knows, is Halloween. Uh, so I we didn't all, know did that. Not know that. <laughs> I talk about as it all everyone the time. knows. As everyone knows. Yeah, my husband's birthday is Halloween. Happy birthday, Sean! Um, in on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> in a month, <laughs> he's turning thirty this year. Um, oh so shit! He's, you, know, you guys are babies. A crusty old man. Oh. Um, uh, my husband just turned forty last year. weekend. Yeah. Um, and so we always go to Zombie Burger in Des Moines, oh, no. um, which is delightful if you haven't been. But we need a Des Moines haunted house. So I guess we'll go there. Okay. Oh, Lynn's... I will say Lynn's grocery store isn't like the best, but it's like iconic. Yeah. Infants. Maybe some other podcast we should talk about people who have holiday birthdays. Ooh, Halloween is the Ellen. best holiday. <laughs> if you just changed it to Ellen Day, then it would be. I support a legit that. Holiday. I support that. Her birthday entirely. is the 4th of July. Pew pew. But Halloween, there's already Blame. parties. It's not a gift-giving holiday, so you're True. not missing out on presents. And, like, you have so many cultural icons of media to, like, rev you up to the day. It's perfect. Okay. I enjoy Halloween. Okay, we need to talk about what's coming out mm. this week that's exciting. Um, so a favorite author who's made gobs of money with her um, books being turned into TV shows is Celeste Ng. Do you say Ng? Ng? Ng, I think. Yeah, Ng. Um, she has one called Our Missing Hearts. It's a great cover. Um, it's this awesome, like, pheasant feather, I think. I don't know. My brother-in-law, who's a DNR guy, would be able to tell you what kind of feather it is. Turning into birds flying off. Um, Oh, it's because the primary character is a girl, a 12-year-old girl named Bird. Um, oh, no, boy. Sorry. Lives a quiet existence with his loving but broken father, a former linguist who now shelves books in the university library. This is a bookish book. Um, Bird knows not to ask questions of his father and not to stand out too much in the library because they hang out there together. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful story. I really enjoy her writing. Um, so I think most people love Little Fires Everywhere. I think Everything I Never Told You is the better novel that she's written. Mm -hmm. um, but I will definitely be reading this one. This one has to do with a missing mother who was a poet and the child discovering who the mother was. So there's going to be kind of the similar tension mystery that she offers us where you're trying to discover the real story yeah. with compelling characters. So that'll be a really fun one. Um, I know we'll, saw, we'll have a lot of people reading that. Um, also another favorite author, depending on who you are, um, Jody Pequalt. Mad Honey is the name of her new book. Mad Honey. Um, and it looks like she wrote this one with a co-author, Jennifer Finney Boylan. And um, someone on staff has already read this one and loved it. Um, our school sales person, Britt, says it's awesome. So if you are a fan of Jody Peacock, get excited. Okay, and then the kids are gonna freak out because <laughs> the, let's see, is it a, a prequel or a sequel? 
the prequel to They Both Die at the End, which sounds oh, like yeah. crazy, by Adam Silvera is out. It's called The First to Die at the End. And, um, yeah, kids get excited. You're going to find out the story before the story. All right. In kids' books, we have Oliver Jeffers. He is just a really cool illustrator, um, uses multimedia, photography, um, colored pencil. He does some really cool stuff. Um, this book he has out is called Meanwhile Back on Earth, Finding Our Place Through Time and Space. He likes to have stories about the meaning of life for children. He takes it all on. Um, and so this will be a really beautiful book from him. Um, Narwhal and Jelly have a new book out yeah. for the middle grade kids or early readers. It's the seventh in the series, Narwhalicorn and Jelly. It's a Narwhal and Jelly book number seven. I love Narwhal so much. So this is, I guess, Narwhal slash unicorn edition of this story. And then Alan Gratz for middle grade readers. He is a great like historical fiction writer. Yep. Um, survivalist kind of like high intensity books. He has a new one out called Two Degrees. So this one is going to be about, I, I believe, a forest fire and destruction of um, California woods. So very relevant, very much what's happening in California right now. And it's four kids trying to survive a California wildfire. Very exciting. Um, I listened to this next one. It's called Hester by Lori Lico Albanese. And it's um, a kind of exploration or retelling of Nathaniel Hawthorne and the Scarlet Letter. Mm -hmm. So it's um, early America, Nathaniel Hawthorne, and a young Irish or Scottish seamstress who has made her way to America and they fall in love. And it's very much the inspiration for like Nathaniel Hawthorne, um, his, his issues with adultery and um, sexuality and women. And it was a really cool retelling. And the element about um, embroidery and the seamstress artistry was uh, like really enjoyable. Um, I really enjoyed that. Should we do what's popping at the store? I can I have yeah. pulled up. Oh, we got some some fun what's things. Um, okay. I'll do story time. Uh, we're doing Halloween books all through October. And we have cute little pumpkins from Brit's Backyard Garden. So come get a pumpkin and listen to Halloween story 10 a.m. Levy and I on Wednesdays. Okay. And then tomorrow, October 5th, also Wednesday, we have Cocktails and Convos with Zoe Bastent. Their collection, Bird Body, is releasing this week. And we're really um, excited to have them in the store. On October 6th, Thursday, we have down a downtown Main Street event called Witches Walk. Oh my gosh, it'll First be so fun. 300 people who show up, I think down in Tom Evans Plaza, get a free wine tumbler that says Witches Walk. And you can go into all the businesses downtown. There'll be different drinks and activities. It was the most well-attended downtown event last year. We're we sold like 90 cocktails in 70 minutes. 
we're going to have a really cool witch's brew cocktail. It's like livid green with a boozy cherry on it. We'll have a non-alcoholic addition ad uh, as well. And then on Saturday, please come downtown to the farmer's market with your adorable canine friends. We're doing a dog costume contest for $5. You can enter the contest. We'll be awarding prizes for first, second, and third as and well as a special literary edition. So if you dress up like a favorite book character or author or anything, dress your dog up. And the proceeds go where? They go to the AMC Animal Shelter. So there will be um, a judge, myself, from Dogyard Books. <laughs> Treats on a Leash is a co-sponsor of this event. Um, and then someone from the AMC Animal Shelter. We will see what dogs show up and we'll award our prizes. And um, I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what people dress up as. I have a costume planned. It's uh, a costume for myself and Lovey. We're, we're partner costumes. I don't normally get into coming up costumes. So you're not competing, right? Because that would be no, You're judge. No, no, no. And I'm sure your dogs will be much cuter. Lovey's, I put Lovey's costume simple. So come see what we're dressed up as and bring your dogs. <laughs> and that's what we got this. Awesome. Well, cheers. cheers, everyone. Thanks for being here, Mariah. Thank you for you having too, I guess. me, Rachel. Remember, uh, subscribe, like, follow, because you want to find out what's happening in Dog Eared Books every single week. Yep, and if you don't live in Ames, you can always follow us on social or hit our website to order books. Follow us at, at Dog Eared Books Ames or at Dog Eared Books on TikTok. All right, listeners, keep the champagne flowing and the books going. This is so great! It's so great! <laughs>